Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. This is the Custard TV Podcast. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. I actually think what we should do, actually, is stop the intro. Right. Stop everything. Okay. Just before we even start the podcast, because for the first time oh. in three weeks, the intro is correct! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Let's play it again to celebrate. <laughs> and now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary, and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! There we go, it's correct. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the podcast that talks telly, brought to you by the custardtv.com, hence why we call it the Custard TV Podcast. I be Luke, he be Matt, and for the first time in a couple of weeks, we welcome back Gary to the podcast. Yes, unfortunately not uh, not uh, working for Blue Peter, or oh. I haven't actually been oh. able to uh, secure a seat on the papal seat of uh, the, the Pope. Uh, do you know what we can do, though? You buy that net do you know what we can do, Gary? I did buy the net, yes, I'm sure he'll be dropping some names later. Uh, do you know what we can do, though, Ma- uh, Gary, rather? What's that? We can, to celebrate, play the intro again! Is this, did you have this problem off? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm overexcited. For you, it's like a kid with like the teacher. He knows he can. <laughs> Luke, did you have a lot of sugar before you came on the podcast or something? You're like the um, the substitute teacher that I can just take the nick out. I do of. have those patches on my elbows today, so uh, I am looking very. Uh, oh, is that Nicorette patches? I need those, maybe. Good evening, gentle listener. Uh, yes, welcome, as that man did say, uh, to the uh, Custard TV podcast brought to you by www.thecustardtv.com forward slash television or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, if you've never heard the podcast before, that is not the website it's address. It's not the website, okay. First of all, I have a third W in there just to be a maverick. Oh, really? You say WW? Yeah. Good grief. Who says Uh You can find Thank all you. three of us on um, on your Twitter. Uh, you can find Luke at... At Luke Custard TV. You can find Matt at... At Matt's TV Bites. With... How many T's? Uh, there's some in there somewhere. Two T's <laughs> in Matt's. Two T's in Matt's if you f- and some other T's. I tell you what, if people can find the T's in Matt's name, 
We will give them a mention on the next podcast. Could, They're hidden away somewhere. Correct answers on a postcard to uh, the television <laughs> centre. No. Uh, we'll you have been working seeds. for Blue Pizza. Uh, and you can find me, Gary, at, at The Gary Show. And you can find us on Facebook if you search for Custard TV Podcast. We've got, you can't, you'll love it. You'd love it. We've got quite a bit to get through. Uh, so we're going to tell you about the best and the worst of what was on the box this week. And a bit of news to start. Uh, firstly, Vic and Bob, that's Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, for those of you that don't know Vic and Bob, uh, are reuniting for a new sitcom which is airing uh, this Friday night called House of Fools, and it also stars Matt Berry of the IT crowd. Uh, is this going to be... Has anyone seen anything of this? Anyone heard anything about this? I, now, I have to be completely honest, huh? I had no idea, and I'm supposed to be a TV aficionado oh. with fish and everything, right? I had no idea this was on on Friday. No idea. I don't think I've included it on in the TV week that we do every week. No, it's I have no on idea. Are you sure it's not on Friday? Well, that's what I read. I'll, 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 during the course... Are you sh- Ah, Gary, you've been away from the podcast yeah. for a while. Are you sure it's not recording on Friday? Oh, could be. I'll check my sources in a moment as we move. Because I don't think it's a live sitcom. No. All right, fair enough. Darling, I'll, I don't think it is. I'll go and check my... my if you need another week off, to set, you know, just feel free. I might do after this podcast. You're too busy with all that papier mache, won't you, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe how hard it is to get lots of toilet rolls and kitchen rolls, you know, together. You know, sticky back plastic. Sticky I was going to say, one thing... toilet disasters, though. That's that? right. Well, they, yeah, that could be related back to that. And looking after the tortoise, oh, my word, they eat, they eat you out of house and home. What was this about not wasting time? Uh, Channel 4's <laughs> Copia has received a second series. Matthew Donnelly will now tell you how happy he is with that. Yay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's no, that, but what I said, actually, I think the last time Gary was on the podcast, we were talking about the last episode, and I don't know if the second series will be as good. Part of me wanted to just leave it at one, but they did set up enough sort of plot strands that they could sort of look into in this second series. I don't know. Have either of you watched the last episode? Are you? Ta- I, I don't know where Gary I is. I haven't on. watched the series yet. I've got it, but <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. But uh, it's, it's on the list, as they say. There is actually a list I'd like to... What about you, Luke? Did you... Well, I did, but I was never the biggest Utopia fan. I can completely understand why it took off in the way I that it did. It. But, but much like uh, The Syndicate, which returns tonight, I really question whether we need a second mm. series of Utopia under The Syndicate. I'm not sure whether... I think some things, as much as I love TV drama, some things should just be... They were great when they were on. Let's move on to yeah, the next I agree. It's not going to be as good, is it? I mean, that's just... What I felt. Well, I think that, that I'm certain that the writer is up mm. to the challenge. I mean, he's not going to deliver a bad series, but it's just I don't know where it can go. Much like the second series of um, it, Mr. Selfridge, it, it, where can they take that? Well, lots of places. Uh, going to the war, I think, or something. Yeah. Oh, during the war. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I would say is that the, the buzz on Twitter about Utopia has been good. I've seen lots of names saying that it's great that Utopia got a second series. So I suppose in that sense it's... Well, there's, there's still interest in it. Yeah. But, but from a, from a, from a storyline point of view... Well, there I'm are a sure... few bits, aren't there? You know, like, did uh, certain characters, you're not sure if they died or not. I mean, there's the stuff with, you know, they revealed who... All that yellow, it was a bit like a live-action Simpsons, who, like, wasn't it? Who, Mr. Really? Rabbit was, they found that out, didn't they? They found There was a lot of stuff they found out, and they could sort of 
Okay, Matt, now well, you've changed my mind. I'm, I'm incredibly excited by it. Well, well done, me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> done, two, finished. Two other shows renewed by Channel 4 that announced only today. Uh, first today in the world? Today in the world. Firstly, uh, the highly successful and enjoyable The Last Leg with Adam yeah, Hills uh, and Joss Widdicombe. And the third, uh, Charlie, not Charlie Brooker, Alex Brooker, no relation. I love that program, and I think it obviously kicked off, not trying to be too... Uh, Oh, look at the leg puns. Look at the leg puns. Look at the leg puns. Not as good Make as way for the leg the puns, people. Uh, but it kicked off during the Paralympics and has been uh, shown just recently. So, But can I just say as well, well done Channel 4 for not putting it up against Comet Relief this week. Well done you. Did you notice that? That they, they took off tw- t- 9 out of 10 cats in the last leg. Knowing that it's it would... 8 out of 10 cats like, unless they've had a cat added. Well, I don't, Jimmy Carr's probably added the one for tax reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking, of ten, talking of Jimmy Carr, nice link there. Uh, 10 o'clock live is all And Charlie Brooker. And Charlie Brooker, yes, of course. Now, my opinion is that I think they should take Jimmy Carr out of 10 o'clock news, seeing as he's now been caught. Live, by... 10 o'clock live. It's so great to have Gary back. You forget how rubbish he <laughs> is with names. I it's think they 10 should take live. Lauren Laverne out as well. Oh, if no, you take... If you're she's taking people funny. out of 10 o'clock live, I mean, Lauren Laverne. Well, she's not funny, that's the problem, oh. but she reads a good script. But uh, she's well, not funny on the comedy my... show. Well, yeah, but yeah. you need a straight... My problem with 10 o'clock live is I think it sort of... It lost something after Trevor McDonald left. <laughs> and and they got rid of the bomb. They got rid of Moira Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to ITV, because we're talking about the 10 o'clock news, uh, they've commissioned a three-part drama series called The Guilty, which, now, does the fact that it's made by the same production company that does Sherlock a little bit like from the creators of Friends, you know, like they say, oh, yes, this has got one of the writers from so-and-so. Yeah. Now, can I just say something about this? And I'm not coming across as the amazing TV aficionado that we all know I am, mm-hmm. but I, again... I I saw this on Twitter today, ITV, three-part crown drama, The Guilty. No idea what it's about, no idea where the story's going to go, no idea when we're going to see it, no idea who's in it. So we can't give you any more information. Only thing I am happy about is it's another three-parter, and I do like these small yeah, yeah, that's quite good, dramas. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we don't know any more about that. We'll bring you some more. We don't. More is- we know the title, and we know that you put it in speech marks. Yes. That's exciting enough for me. I think me. I copy and pasted it. Uh, talking well of another done. show with speech marks, uh, Channel 4 have bought a French zombie show, known in France as Le Revanche. I think that's the pronunciation. They're known, they're going to be known in that was, as... Could we get you to do French Reve- everywhere? Revenons. That was a master. Le, Le Revenance. There you go. There you are. The Revenance. The Revenance, yes. Uh, <laughs> hold your Savile jokes back. Uh, set in small alpine village next to a vast dam, the series follows a group of deceased men, women and children who, after several years, find themselves in a state of confusion, trying to return home to their loved ones, and they remain unaware that they are dead and no one is expecting them. Now, sorry, thank you, sorry, you said this was a comedy. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a reality show. Um, oh, right, okay. The, Just like that second episode of Black Mirror. Indeed. Now, the interesting part about it is, this is Channel 4 it's buying French. a subtitled show. So, it's not just about BBC4 anymore, and I know ITV... Well, I- Channel 4 have thought, we're the Channel 4, we're like, we're like the channel that is, we're, we're the channel that is also BBC4. I don't We've got it to be on, on more, have they actually announced it's going to be on Channel 4? Well, I, they, uh, well, they said, it says in the article Channel 4, or Channel mm-hmm. 4. I'd expect it, it to end but, up on more 4, if I'm honest. Well, but hey. also, in, defen- in defence of, of what Matt's saying, 
that same article which lists all the commissions from Channel 4 also mentions one of mine and Matt's favourite shows, My Fat Diary, coming back for a second series, which I happen to know will be on E4. Mm. So okay. it's possible that that'll get and, moved and to more 4. And wouldn't be a bad place for it to no. end up. I don't think... Do you know where I'd like to see it as well? More 4 plus 1. Well, it, it will be there automatically. Or 7. Great! <laughs> I don't think it goes yeah. Or, of course, Matt's fa- Luke's favourite channel. Dave Jarvu. Uh, it's worth mentioning, just to veer from the script as well, uh, also this week in the news, if you are a Sky subscriber, Channel 4 was added on Monday morning as part of their on-demand service, 4OD, and a library of Channel 4 shows, including the brilliant Educating Essex, all there to download and watch again whenever you want including to. Black uh, just Ball, press the red series button. Of Black Mirror, if you can catch it. Yes, uh, Misfits... Which I think um, is getting a fifth series somewhere. It is. Yeah. Oh, it was, do you know what we do? We do TV news. TV news. <laughs> I was trying to make this podcast yeah. all nice and professional, seeing as we've got lots of potential yeah. new listeners. I've already said bitches, uh, so that's well, a problem. That's fair enough. Bleep that um, out. <laughs> yeah, bleep that out. We've got a bleep button. Sure, you can edit this, can't you, Luke? Um, Scott and Bailey yeah, returns for series three on the 3rd of April. That's just after Easter, isn't it, I believe? That's actually the Tuesday. Can I just say this as well? I know Matt's not a massive... Uh, Gary's not a massive fan. So, Matt... Hello. I was having a debate on Twitter, and I don't do this because I don't use Twitter very often. I think it's a terrible way of communicating. But is Wednesday a good slot for Scott and Bailey? Does it have a, the core audience that will find it regardless of where it is? I think so. Or is Wednesday a bad night? No, I don't think it's a bad night at all. I, don't, I mean, it's up against what MasterChef is it on? It's up against MasterChef, yeah. but it's also got the god-awful Food Glorious Food as a lead-in, yeah. which but has literally the, been... Has that dented light fields at all? Uh, yes, has it? incredibly. Okay. Well, I but... think, though, I think Scott and Bailey has got an inbuilt order. I think it's one of those programmes, maybe like, you know, Midsummer Murders, or I'm not comparing it in sort of tone, but it's a show Please that do people not will do that. seek out rather than sort of casual viewers. Whether it will get the casual viewers in, but then again, I mean, you've got the draw, you know, you've got drama against MasterChef and there's a lot of people who just sort of oh MasterChef but, but I think as someone pointed out to you on Twitter earlier today Luke um, Panorama used to be the lead in for new tricks and that didn't seem to matter at all and I think it only got something like 1 to 2 million so if there's an audience for Scott and Bailey it won't matter what's on before it they'll just turn over in time for it and if you watched uh, Broadchurch you'll know and on my site as well you'll know that they're already trailing Scott and Bailey, so they're already building oh, momentum for it. So and and if I could just go back to an earlier article, you are quite right. Uh, they are shooting a not-for-broadcast pilot this Friday. <laughs> Always with the up-to-date so news with Gary. There you are. Just, just bringing it to you right up-to-date uh, at, so uh, up to at date. whatever yeah, the time is. Yeah. Moving swiftly on to the ever-popular review section of this podcast, which I'm sure every nine of our listeners is, is holding on to their every breath to listen to. Firstly... Do you know, can I just say as well, if we had Benedict Cumberbatch on this podcast, we've had 2,000 listeners by now. Well, get him on! You Bring need, him now! You need to start Bring pulling your weight, you two. God, the I most in, the, the most impressive listener-wise podcast I've done has not had either of you two on it, so you really should be <laughs> pulling your weight a bit. I did, I did know okay. that that was coming. I did think that, yes, he's going to tell us that the mo- but there's potential Where's for one that of net? us. Where's that net, Gary? Yeah, get your I might net need to out. put it over his head. Um... The third episode of Broadchurch aired last night. Uh, episode 3 rose to over 7 million viewers, which is pretty damn good for uh, ITV Monday night. Um, and the Radio Times has run a poll about who you think the killer is. And the top suspect at the moment 
is Joe Miller, who is Olivia Coleman's lovely husband, who stays home and looks after her children. Now, I don't. He's not called Joe. He is. Yeah. Joe? No, he's not. Is that? Is that? He's called Mark. Oh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. Yeah, not I'm the sorry. mother. Not the mother of the child, but Olivia I'm so Coleman. Sorry, the, yeah. you know, Olivia, Olivia Coleman's husband. Indeed, yeah. Well, I'm mixing character and real life there, but well, yes, you've messed with my head that, there. That Olivia Miller, Olivia Coleman plays. Olivia <laughs> <laughs> no, you really are doing it. I'm doing it again. Uh, what do we think about that? I mean, I'm still, I'm still firmly behind the fact that I think David Tennant's character did it. So that's that's my I, thing. Well, I said, I said a couple of weeks ago, the sister, the young sister, yeah. is. I well, think Pauline Quirk's dog. <laughs> have you got? Have either of the, you uh, got the net? Yeah. Has either of you got the name net? I what? thought Joe was the son. No. Oh, let me go to the Radio Times article then. Oh, for goodness sakes! Now, obviously. So obviously, the good thing is, is that Broadchurch is getting talked about in all areas: Twitter, Facebook, yeah. the water cooler. Has anyone got everything. the name net? Because I'm about to drop one. Go on, then. <laughs> I and tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I will post the video. I'm oh, sorry, the audio, I should say, of um, an interview I did today with Chris Chibnall, the writer of Broadchurch, and you can hear the cogs turning. Uh, that he's trying to pick his words very, very carefully, not to give too much away. But one of the things that did strike me as interesting was, so I asked him, so you know already who the killer is. He says, it's interesting you say killer, Ooh. and not killers, or something along But do you think that's just his way of throwing people off? I don't know. He was really conscious of choosing his words incredibly carefully, and I can reveal that Broadchurch will not return in any form. It's just eight episodes and done. And I so can reveal that Gary is right. Joe Miller is the husband of. I thank y'all. That's it, uh, nobody doubts Gary, do they? Um, what I liked about as well, which you'll hear in the interview, which you won't hear in the interview because I had to cut it out for oh. several reasons. But um, it got seven million, and he said he's very happy with the ratings, but they're only halfway through the series and they could fall off a cliff. Which I thought was well, an interesting, well, it's interesting term of phrase. Because, of course, eight episodes, as we said when it started, is a lot for an ITV drama that's on one they story. They wanted ten. They wanted ten, he said. Really? So well, I, I, I think this has the potential to be an absolutely massive hit. I think it's already getting there. Uh, the interesting thing is we're coming up to quite a busy period over Easter. There's a lot of stuff coming on that we've been talking about. There's a lot of other great shows that we're going to talk about in a minute. It, it, you're right, it could get lost in the shuffle. But at the moment, the, the quality is so good, I don't think it will. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, with with all these polls, that we never, and I don't know whether it's built into us, but we never, ever suspect Jodie Whittaker's character. Yeah. What, the mother? Is she, the mo- you never See, I don't think she's, a, she's on this list. I'm just having a look at it now. Well, I think, I think it would be fair. Oh, she strange. is as well. She so didn't it, even know that he was missing. Is that... It's sort of that an could ongoing be a ploy, though, couldn't it? Could be a ploy. So it hasn't sort of finished as of yet. Yeah. And why did I mean? Not if you haven't given seen episode three yet, it won't give anything away. But why did the guy who who uh, works with Mark at the plumber? Nige. Why did he have like a bow and arrow in the back of his car? Oh yeah, exactly. Nige is second in the uh, in the in the poll at the moment with twenty yeah. percent. So my big I'll question, I think the big mystery at the moment is who actually owns that hut. Because what Pauline Quirk said was, you know, yeah. the person who has the key. I did see it up on TripAdvisor. Is the owner of the hut, so... 
I think um, Pizza Hut owns a hut. Don't yeah. They? Yeah. Uh, the interesting Let's thing is on, on the poll, Let's third in the poll, is none of the above. So that's very interesting. Yeah. That uh, we think it might be Will Mellor's psychic phone engineer. Uh, I find him incredibly. If there's one irritating aspect of the series, it's yeah. him. But you were you were posing up to him on Twitter though last night. Well, I I like him. Luke and his schmoozing. Moving on from Broadchurch, we'll be bringing you Broadchurch news every week on this podcast. We we, we, we could literally it. talk about it for a whole hour. And we have done. We, really? If you'd like to hear us talk about Broadchurch's first episode, you can find that podcast. Uh, on Spreaker. No, you can't. No? You can find it on the website. It's on the internet. Into Google look at, and you'll get it. Look at the internet. It's there. Look at the internet. Moving on. Now, new Channel 4 comedy drama? No, just comedy. Just comedy. Well, uh, yeah, called if The that. Mimic started last week. Uh, mm. Now, I managed 13 minutes of this. Luke, how many minutes of it did you manage? First ad break, so I think about... Ten, yeah. possibly, possibly twelve. Matt and I made it all the way through mainly because I was I was putting my uh, weekly column for the website. Uh, oh, Matt, look, let's just go between. We need to applaud him. Let's do that. Because he's what he does is he does things for the benefit of others. And, uh, the second that's episode. it though. Now I've watched the first. <laughs> yeah. That's well, yeah, I know. Well, you can't be expected to watch a whole series of a TV show. That'd be mad. What What was wrong with this? I mean, let's let, let's dissect it a little bit. What the, the premise was is that uh, this was an, a, a, a kind of a a jobs worth middle aged man who was estranged from his wife and, and possible son. Uh, and seemed to be in a backwards dead end job. And his only enjoyment was the fact that he could mimic a lot of... Well, I say mimic. He wasn't particularly great at some of them. No, he uh, wasn't, was he? He's Alan Carr. Was he wasn't perfect. good at any of them. No, some of them were that, okay. I thought he was a good... No. did a good Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, and, and he's got a very quirky, weird friend. I couldn't really work out if that's a romantic interest or not. And it wasn't funny, in my opinion. Mm. There just wasn't much of it. Uh, that's all I got in those first 30 what minutes. What I liked about... Well, I, I don't know it. if this was in the second sort of half of it was when yeah. he sort of mimicked his boss and tried to get his boss in trouble for not giving him a promotion. I thought that was sort of like the darker moments of it were good and it was sort of something away from him just doing impressions of celebrities, which of course is what Terry Minot did on the Very Important People programme. It's almost, to me, seems like a way of doing like an impression show without having to dress up and look like the people you're doing as well, so you can get away with doing like you know James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman and whoever else he did, like Dale Winton or. Whoever. Well, I thought the problem with it is you're calling it the mimic, and once he's mimicked a few people, it, you're sort of bored. You're with not it interested already. in the character enough. It, yeah, no. I mean, it, this is this was just like you know Alistair McGowan appearing in an episode of EastEnders and as a character who walked around. You know, it didn't really seem to have much purpose. No. I don't understand what the purpose no. of the show was. If it was to well, showcase was to be on Channel a, Four at ten o'clock. Yeah, I, I mean, if it was to showcase this actor as a good mimic, I didn't think his mimics were no. that good. If it was a no. comedy, I didn't laugh. So I think that's what it was, no, Gary. It was a sort of showcase for Terry Minot, and if that didn't work for you, then it didn't it work. It wasn't going to work. I did like um, the young girl who played the young Kathy Burke. Yeah, she was good. Talking. She didn't really have much to do apart from like listen to headphones no. in the first episode. But I would have had headphones on if yeah, I found yeah. a blooming minic as well, yeah. to be fair. Something, yeah, let's move let's on. Move I hated on. Something that. that did work for all of us was the return of the second series of Prisoner's Wives last week on BBC One. Um, this was one of I have never been more intrigued 
Stop. I've never been more intrigued to hear Gary's opinion on something than I am here hmm. because he didn't see he didn't see series one. Well, I watched. He's I think purely I watched, going. I think I probably watched twenty minutes of the first. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You watched the first one, Gary, like me. Not all of it. Oh, I, didn't, I hate people that do that. Matt Donnelly. I didn't, I didn't watch the first episode only. Um, I. I think I just dismissed it because of the title. I think. Well, I, that's I, what I, the writer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop another name. The writer did it, said it, exactly the it. same thing. The connotations to, to that title mean different things to different people, and they give it the wrong impression. So, putting that to one side, yep. what did you think of episode one of series two? Excellent. I think from your review and from your comments, there was an incident ten minutes in, which I won't spoil, which did grip me. It, it was different. I watched it and I went, okay, that's different. Um, and because I, it had a few names in there which I knew, I like, really liked Ian Glenn. He was superb in Game of Thrones and also in Jack Taylor that was on Channel 5 recently. And I really like Nicola Walker. She's in about 19 programs at the moment. Um, I also really liked the acting, although it was a little stilted of the main female character in that, in that, in that particular piece. I can't remember her name. Luke or, or Matt will help me, I'm sure. Probably Walker, Jimmy. And and I just thought the whole show, I mean, had a very much Jimmy McGovern type feel to it, whether the first series did or not, but the storylines seem to have been ramped up a little bit. They're much more cutting edge, much more in your face. You know, the whole storyline around the the football coach was just very, felt very strange for the BBC to be doing as well. Um, Having recently gone through the whole Savile thing. Yeah. What I thought about it as compared to series one was it felt because it's only four episodes this rather than six. Yeah, they, they storyline for six, but they were only given four, mm. so but they it had to feels wrap things up. A lot up. tighter, a lot more. Because I felt the first series was a bit sort of uh, frothy, a bit almost a bit soapy oh. with the sort of the Emma Rigby storyline that was in the first series. This all seemed very, very you know, even in the Polly Walker segments, which sort of. Stretched believability to a bit, but like the Carla Chrome stuff, that was, you know, where she's wanting her dad to be out. I found her the most, the least interesting story, but that no, is no, not no, to but say that I, I They didn't made me that. sort of believe that she, knowing these characters and that her father had been in prison, you know, in and out of prison, and the, the and obviously uh, Pippa Haywood is brilliant as the sort of... You know, really oh, I just with think she's brilliant. I don't know. The least interesting she's story is Mrs. Mrs. Brittus trying to jump into bed with the vicar. Yes, but that will go, Brittus, because her uh, son okay. is a... But, I mean, well, no, his storyline is fine. I, I, again, having watched HMP Aylesbury recently, 
to see that kind of level of violence made sense because obviously mm. anyone who saw HMP Aylesbury recently will know that's actually what happens. You know, when they took that guy prisoner in HMP Aylesbury, yeah. I, I remembered that when I saw Prisoner's Wives and thought, yeah, I, that I, the I prison guards are powerless a little bit if they, mm. if they take someone into a cell to do anything for a while. Um, I just thought it was good writing. I, I, I like you, Luke, I think maybe four episodes isn't enough to explore these storylines properly. That's my only concern. It isn't, but if the episodes continue to be that tight, mm. I think it might be. Uh, that's what I like about it. That's what I sort of... That's my my comment would be. This is a lot more... sort of It drew me in a lot more than the first episode did. Of I watched the first two of the first series and I just didn't really do a but lot did, for me. But based upon this, one episode Donnelly and Gary, who never saw the first series yeah. really, are you going to stick with this for the remaining three I'll weeks? I'll see where it goes, but yes at the moment. Yes, at the moment, and Gary? four episodes is not a big commitment. Mm. Uh, and po- possibly, if it was six episodes, I might actually think not because of everything else that's on. But and uh, Nicola Walker and Anne Reed are just and are just fantastic. Yeah. Last was Nicola Walker reunion, as I said last week? It, of a of a way. Was yes. Nicola Walker in series one? No. Right. So her character is new, even though she has a whole backstory with the only characters that were in series one are Ian Glenn and his wife. Right. And and. Uh, um, this is Britis and her son. Right. They are the only characters that have transferred across. Oh, there you go. And I just thought, again, that's very risky for a series. But again, it's the format of the show. They can people, new people go come out of prison, and new people go in. So it works. Yeah. So the other thing that slightly annoyed me was how big the woman's eyes are, whose husband has been arrested for um, uh, potentially being a child abuser. <laughs> her eyes are huge. She looks like she's going to cry in every scene. I don't... Well, she probably is. It's a traumatic thing. Yeah, but before she even knew he was arrested, it looked like her eyes were huge. Anyway. That's because she was singing Salt and Pepper. Ah, that's, that's true. Yes, off. push it. Probably the worst song to sing just before your husband gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why they chose it. Yeah. Uh, we'll quickly move over The Lady Vanishes. If you want to read more about that, you can read Matt's wonderful review up on the website, uh, which is www.custardtv.com. Uh, going back to Friday night... Uh, the 25th anniversary of Comic Relief was on. It raised over 75 million for good causes in Africa and the UK and was seen by a, a peak 12.2 million viewers, which is a huge number, really. But, of course, as we already said, it was pretty much the only thing on it. It crushed Piers Morgan, which made me happy. But he had Bruno Torleone on. Who wants to see? Well, exactly. <laughs> I, it's a fake accent. We all know it. Um, can I can I just say something about Comic Relief yes. without sounding like I've got a swinging brick where a heart should be? <laughs> oh dear, this could be controversial. Right. No, it's not. I hope it's not going to be controversial because that's not what I want to be. But I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm becoming cynical. But I, I just don't like all the sort of I I I love to be moved by TV. Good TV should move you and make you feel an emotion. But but much like what they do on the X Factor and, and reality mm. shows, I'm so used to what I call manufactured emotion mm. now that I'm I seem completely immune to it. I felt terrible mm. not feeling it. The most well, moving films that they had on the on the, you know the Africa films for me were the Bill Nye ones. I thought they were. A bit classier than, say, the ones like with One Direction in. Well, I think the yeah. other oh, one, Direction, was quite good, actually. Mm. I think. In, a, in a similar vein, it felt more real. The One Direction one felt like, oh yes, we're I sending just, a I boy band know. out. You know. I don't know. I also found um, Dermot O'Leary, who I 
I've always liked, and Claudia Winkleman incredibly embarrassing together. Really? That annoyed me. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I found the Davina John Bishop one much worse. Mm. Oh, I didn't get. Basically, Michael McIntyre for me struggled with the live TV format. Auto yeah. yeah. Auto over it. Uh, I have and the Simon Cowell thing. I knew what was coming with what, that. What I felt was there wasn't that one classic sketch that you'll remember for. From like well, this comic relief, no, whereas in the there, past there was, there was, you know, like last wrong, time they had for the, the wrong reasons. The hmm. G- Ricky Gervais one will be remembered for how bad, bad it was, not bad but good. I know some people who really like that because I mean, I asked for some feedback, and a lot of people said they. You know the wrong people. Yeah. We got to meet you yes. up with new Biddly, people. Biddly, 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 Biddly yes. Bong. Come on, Ricky, it's not 1984 anymore. Yeah, but isn't that the joke in a way as well? No, because it's know. just he, he's trying. Ricky Gervais is almost parodying himself now with yeah. this with David. And I guess you'll be glad to know life's too short is back in a week or so. Oh, oh God, I'm glad you say shit. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. Life's too short. Uh, the call the midwife sketch I didn't get because I didn't get oh the nuances of call the midwife. No, I I, it was quite it. amusing. I mean, I I oh. watch it and I you know it was all right. But just, just incredibly I mean, tongue-in-cheek and daft. There wasn't something like, say, in a couple of years, you'll remember from this comic relief, whereas, say, no. that Smithy's Smithy sketch from two years ago, where they were I all think, I think even Peter Kay's stuff wasn't yeah. quite on like, par. Can I, can I just say, I, I watched Peter Kay's bit. A, I didn't find it that funny. No. B, I didn't understand he, why his wife was wearing a burqa. No, There was a joke did. there that I just didn't It was get. like and, something out of Harry Hill's old programme. No, because Harry's Hill was, was weird for the sake of being weird and was funny. The Peter Kay thing was, I don't understand why he had, his wife was in a burqa. The, it wasn't explained and it wasn't funny. And then a lot of people were very annoyed by the fact that he had dwarfs pulling his thing. Yeah. Well, that's people always... Have well, you, right. you did say, and I think we spoke over you, that you've got a bit of inside knowledge. Sorry, yeah. Um, they, the BBC pre-recorded all Jonathan Ross's and Jack Whitehall's uh, intros. Uh, I know that because somebody was in the audience and they recorded all that at about quarter past eight whilst they were showing some of the big sketches uh, so that they could so that they could edit what Jonathan Ross and Jack Whitehall said. Particularly, A, Jonathan Ross's history with the BBC and Jack Whitehall's recent history uh, with the, the Big Fat Quiz, uh, which I thought was interesting. So that probably killed a lot of any comedy that you might have seen. Spontaneity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, obviously, how much but, they cut. Uh, you know, meant, my but... favourite sort of sketch was probably the Smithy one here this year, just because he said a lot of the things that me yeah, and Luke were saying last week so, about yeah. how Comic yeah. Relief used to be just one day that you look forward to, and now it's, you know, there's Let's Dance, there's the Bake Off, there's all that, there's, this, you know, the Zambezi stuff. The, the Bake Off I didn't find too bad. They shouldn't really have named it Comic no. Relief. Um, I'm hoping that something I've just seen on my screen is not right and that we don't have No, that's not there. right. I've just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, moving on from Comet Relief to another comedy show. I'll skip one here and come back to it because as we're on a comedy run. Uh, Sunday night, Kevin Eldon produ- uh, introduced us to his comedy sketch show called It's Kevin. Um, now, I put on Twitter that it should be renamed It's Not Funny. This was terrible, in my opinion. It was a sketch show that was like a YouTube clip one after the other but not in a good way well I, I, I only want to say a couple of things about this then you and Matt can talk about it I've never been a fan of over the top zany comedy I don't think I ever will be this was 
The closest I got was Green Wing, which I absolutely love. But this was just zany, silly, loud, brash, mm. irritating. Yeah. Even the opening sequence, which some people raved about last night. Please let the opening sequence be different every week. I loved it. Even that annoyed me before it had even started. My back was already up. Sketch shows we've said over and over again, they're known for being hit and miss. This one mm. I will never watch again. No. Ever. I, I no. think some of that is to do with the fact that it was on Sunday night at 10, 10 o'clock. I do think that's a terrible time to put a new comedy show on. Um, particularly when it wasn't that risque, you know, so it could have gone on at 9 o'clock on BBC Two or 10 o'clock on BBC Two, like a, replacing Heading Out or something like that. After that, Something been, needs to. Well, yeah, you know you don't like that. Um, Matt, Oh. I mean, Kev- Kevin Eldon is, is 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 kind of like a comedian's comedian. Yeah, Lots I mean, if you look on how great he is on Twitter before it came on, there was a big long line of comedians yeah. talking about Charlie you've got to watch this. So yeah, I mean, because he's obviously like everyone's buddy. He's been in so many things, and obviously the cast in it's Kevin Bill Bailey popped up. Julia Davis was there. Amelia Bullmore was in it. I yeah. mean, there was quite a lot of other faces. I think Terry Minot from the Moot was actually in there somewhere yeah, as well. Yeah, no I hated it. <laughs> just there was nothing that worked for it. I mean, it tried to do like the Monty Python thing a bit. I mean, there was it's the stuff where it went. Sixty-nine, to... though. I mean, yeah, you know, the like when, sketch, he did, when he walked to, to that door and went like, "It's time for the doctor's sketch." I was like, "Oh, yeah. this is just a bit too." You know, the only sketch that to me had any kind of legs to it was the Hitler one, but of course, again, it's it's you know that's been done. Spike Milligan <laughs> did Hitler in the sixties and seventies, um, and therefore it's what I also thought was somebody with with as much comedy background as him. He's one of these faces that he will pop up eventually in in any comedy. Yeah. Ninety Night, I remember him from, which is a show a couple of years ago on BBC Three. You'd think someone who's been in the industry that long and has had this much time to think about what he would like to do if he was ever given any sort of show with his name on it would create something as just disappointing, lazy and stupid as this. I mean, I I hate to slag anything off, but never watch it again. No, I don't think I'll be either. Uh, let's, Let's take this bad taste out of our mouth and replace it with something sweet and wonderful. Uh, oh, cool. you see, do you like that link? I could almost work yeah, for the I don't know show. what it's going to be, though. I'm excited about It's going to be new BBC Three zombie drama in the flesh. Now, this is a new take on zombies uh, that I've seen. Oh, just what we need is a new take on. I've been saying it for at you, least a week. You've been saying it for at least ten days. Uh, yeah, it was on BBC Three at about ten thirty. I actually watched it on the iPlayer, which I would heartily recommend you do if you haven't seen this. The premise Boy, is so you can skip the advert. The pre- indeed, the premise is that zombies are not actually possessed by demons; that they are curable, and that they should be re- cured and reintroduced into society. Now, the show is set in a fictional northern town that uh, doesn't take too well to these broadcasts. Well, it? it's not quite. Was it? Was it Ro- Reutering or something? Rawton. 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 With, without the W though. Yeah, um, like Raw. R O A R. That's it. Um, the only recognisable names that I see are in it was um, the bloke out of the is the bloke out of um, Ricky Tomlinson. Ricky Tomlinson. But I love listening to Gary. Steve Avetz as well is a sort of familiar face from a lot of programmes. Sebastian Coe, so concerning because yeah. Steve Avetz was in there. Um, moving on quickly. Uh, in the flesh was a wonderful drama. I really liked it. I'd love to know what you two thought of it when you saw it, if you have. 
Yeah, I mean, I was expect because we previewed it last week. I was expecting it to be a lot more violent because Luke, you said it was quite violent. But well, it, there wasn't it, the opening scenes. Are, the, opening the opening scenes, scenes and are the closing to grab sort you. of execution in the in the cul-de-sac mm. were the vi- only violence, and a lot of it was a lot of the other violence was implied. We know that there'd been this sort of um, what I can't remember what they called it now. The sort of event where like the zombies went wild and. You know, there was these people, like the human volunteer force that was set up to... That's right, yeah. And this is after this big war between zombies and humans where the zombies are coming back in to be integrated. And I just thought it was a really smart idea. There was obviously some connotations about, like, immigration and things like that. Yeah. Sort of mixed into the theme. I so, love the bit yeah, with the It's only three episodes long, so it's not sort of going to get a bit sort of overstretched in plot. It's obviously sort of very... You know, it knows where it's going. It's sort of been mapped out. And after this first episode, what happened with the Steve Evette's character? You know, the sort of one who was in town killing the the zombies or whatever they, you know, the partially dead syndrome sufferers. Uh, you know, what happened to what he found out at the end is going to be sort of interesting. The second episode, I, I'm keen to find out. I'm keen. I'm glad that there are only three episodes. I think this has got a big feeling. It feels very similar to the fades that was on last year yeah, I really on BBC Three, uh, and a lot of people are very surprised that it won an award. I think it won a BAFTA television after BAFTA the fades drama, yeah. after it had been uh, axed. Which uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, and one of the things that we're going to try and do with the podcast is try and get in contact with the writer because I believe he's doing some interviews at the moment. So we're going to try and find out a bit more about him. I think the second episode from the preview looks really good as well because it doesn't just sit on the same idea. TV drama because I was. Yeah. Actually- reading about him and this is oh, first he won like a sort of a writer's room award or something i think this is what this is what in a flash it was actually one of the scripts that was sent in to the writer's room well this is really good we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more about this i think in following weeks because i think the story has got some really good places it could go um another story that got told uh, is a real life story called the challenger which is based on the challenger uh space shuttle disaster from 1987 uh, it does sound like a boxing film. It does this. a bit, yes. Um, I, I, I lasted 23 minutes. I know, Matt, because it's the first episode, you've watched it all. Um, it's the, only it's the first and only episode. It's the first and only episode. Cause it's I, really, <laughs> I have to say, I don't know what your issue... Was it just because it was a bit slow? Or? What's your issue, Gary? Well, Tell us your issue. issue. I think it was a bit slow, and I don't know whether I gave it my full attention. Yeah, so I, I really I, enjoy. I mean, it was William Hurt playing the scientist who was brought in to help find out why the Challenger rocket crashed. And he was like, it was all these government sort of conspiracies, and he was the scientist trying to sort of say, no, this is what happened, and they were all going, yeah, but sort of keep it under wraps. And it was very good, very well acted, sort of well paced, and I really enjoyed it. It was something I was, I wasn't sort of prepared to enjoy as much as I did. Well, perhaps I'll have to go back to that one. Uh, the only reason that I even pay attention to it, because I'm a bit of a space geek, and um, it's, it's really in her place, Richard Feynman, who I knew for the Big Bang Theory. a geek. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you what, the things you learn on the podcast, you just amaze me every week. Let me give you some I've more knowledge, you. Luke. Let me move you on to the preview section. You can learn from this. I think I know all this, but there you go, <laughs> well, let's try it. Uh, we have seven previews, and probably about four minutes left, so we'll try and cram some of these in. Cram them in! Cram them in! Tonight you can enjoy the second series of The Syndicate, which, as Luke controversially said earlier, probably shouldn't get a second series. Uh, the premise of which this is six or seven people who club together and win the lottery, and about how their lives are ruined. Five. Uh, Five. Do they, do they yeah. win the lottery again in series? Yeah, two? it's it's uh, it's a different it's a different cast, oh, okay. completely different cast, completely different story, 
So if you've not seen Series 1, you don't need to worry, because no. it's... Although there is a little bit people. of a sort of nod to Series 1. One of the characters from Series 1 does pop up in a little sort of camp. Oh, is it the, f- is it the annoying fat one? Yes, it is the annoying fat one. She oh, now works for the me. lottery, you see, so uh, she... Could... Oh, like... I just find all of Kay Miller's scripts a little bit, and she is, of course, the mother of Will Miller, who I also said earlier I did. <laughs> no, I to get you that, about the hairdressers? Yeah. No, she didn't do cutting oh, it, okay. no. She I, did Fat Friends, Play in the Field, all that sort uh, of thing. I like so. the cast in this one, though, more so than I did in the first series. you got Siobhan Finneran in there, Natalie Gavin from uh, Prisoner's Wives Series 1, you know, Mark Addy, Alison Stedman. It's a very reliable cast. And it's Check the... out you with the knowledge, eh? Come on. Yeah. No, just because he knows names is <laughs> not a skill. <laughs> what you're saying is they might not be right. He's just good, very good at saying No, they, they, aren't, they, they are right. See, they're he knows absolutely what he's talking right. about. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow you can enjoy a new series called Youngers on E4. It's a youth show. Mm. None of us, none of us are young. I so don't, don't think really any keep... of us will sort of. I mean, I've watched the first episode, and I don't think it is sort of made for any of us. I've got to be honest. I didn't. I didn't really understand it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only reason I'm entirely interested is it's set in my neck of the woods, South London. So I'm. I didn't been... see you in it. I, I think, think you're not. My like... problem with it, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit next week after Gary's seen it, was it's on too early. It's sort of yeah, seven thirty. So, that that's right in the middle of the How I Met Your Mother repeat. Yeah. For so, uh, I'll be well annoyed. Uh, well, and EastEnders and all the same. Well, exactly. It's a youth program. They won't be watching EastEnders. Uh, an American series that's already been cancelled is coming to Morphor called Boss. It stars Kelsey Grammer. I'll watch that. Have you had it when next that happens? Uh, get your handkerchiefs at the ready. It's saying goodbye Aww. to Television Centre on Friday. Kind of putting a night together about it. Uh, BBC One will be doing a one-show special, uh, and then it will be moving over to Channel. To, sorry, to BBC Four not Channel 4, that'd be a bit weird, uh, for a kind of a cat that would look be. about. Uh, I think we'll do a bit more about that next week because we're mm. running out of time. We'll, we'll review that and, and maybe do some of our memories of Television Centre. Uh, on Five Star, a new American show called Wedding Band is starting on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Our Girl, starring Lacey Turner. Is it Lacey? Just brilliant. Just brilliant, that is. Lacey Turner, 9 o'clock, one-off drama, on for 90 minutes, young girl who enlists in the army, Brilliant! Don't miss Very it. Very unusual for BBC to do an hour and a half program, isn't it, as a one-off? So, although they, uh, it is of late. Although they did the Lady yeah. Vanishes last week, which was now. Oh, hour. that's well, so yeah. not that. So not that unusual, unusual at all. No, Luke, can you, Matt or Matt, can you tell me anything about plebs? This one has passed me by. Do you want me to say this one, Luke? Ninety seconds. Go. Okay, it's a new comedy, sort of set around ancient Rome. Like three, it's also it's almost like the ancient Rome version of the Inbetweeners. I think that's exactly what, like that's that. That's what they're like pitching it as. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't grab me at I'm all. Uh, right, that is it. That's, That's it. the podcast done. A minute left. Just enough time for me to say. On the on the website tomorrow, you'll get all the latest in the TV week and my interview in audio form from, from Broadchurch writer Chris Chibnall. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at LukeCustardTV. That's lovely. Now, once again, let us tell you a bit about our Twitters. Mine is at The Gary Show. Matt is... I'm at Matt's TV Bites. And Luke is at... The custard, no, Luke Custard TV. I never use you it. Never I use don't. It. No, you're never on. That. <laughs> uh, never on Twitter. It will probably be on a Wednesday because next Tuesday, excitingly enough, the three of us will be in the same area at well, Rock the same say, time. We're in the same area now. But we don't know whether we're all going to be there at the same time. I don't know. If we'll I'll tell, know. I'm going to make an effort not to be now. No, now you that's, know we're going. That's Gary. We will be. Well, now we said that. Now, but it tells us so. Uh, people who are thinking twenty Robbins, seconds. People are thinking Robbing us will know that we're out next Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, so I'll leave a light on. They, they will. I'll leave the radio on. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unplug the toaster. Your ears. We now ask you to find us with your hands and oh, send God. us. What? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Say goodbye. Everybody. Talking about Jimmy Savile. Thank God. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Ta-ra. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.